You're listening to Bleed TV, the only podcast for today's best shows and movies. And I'm Cash. And I'm Jake. And we're here to go into a little bit of a Westworld. Yeah. It's looking yep. like, do you remember the name of this episode? Uh, dissonance Theory. Yeah. I got a nice psychology vibe from it. I don't know if that's what it was for, but this episode definitely tripped me out. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say, it's my favorite episode. Really? Yeah. And a big shout out to that director. Um, yeah. Vincenzo Natoli? We'll take it. I was yeah. going to try it, but I butchered it about 15 times before we even hopped onto the pod, so I passed it off. Yeah. I'll take those. I'll take those hits. <laughs> but uh, So you're claiming this one as the best episode so far. Yeah, man. I think this one just had kind of everything in it. I mean, I got some really badass violence. Yes. Some cool like imagery. Check. Once again, awesome dialogue. Check. Um, and I would say probably the best acting we've had on the show so far. Probably so. And then you got to think, we found out some big nuggets in this episode. I don't know if we found out some big nuggets, but I know I have some big questions still. Oh, no. There's still a zillion questions. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, like, I would love to say they gave us some concrete information, but you just never know with the show because we don't even know what time frame we're looking at. But I did yeah. get a sense that this is a lot more futuristic than we initially thought because when... Anthony Hopkins is talking to Teresa. Oh, you're talking about the super machine? Yeah. Well, I mean, even the super machine, but he said they're touching down. Not they're flying in or anything. They're touching down. So that seemed, that indicated to me that we're looking at like spacecrafts. Possibly. You know, I mean, I know it's just like a little subtle thing, but whenever I say like a f- plane, you know, like, oh, they're flying in. You know, I'm probably looking, maybe looking too deep into this, but... I don't know. Maybe so. I mean, either way, with laws the way they are, yeah. right, it has to be pretty far in the future to allow some of this stuff to happen. I mean, look at the restrictions. We we just potted on Walking Dead, right? Mm-hmm. Today, all over my news feed um, is the parental communications... TV board or whatever like that. Yeah. Basically a bunch of whiners talking about how the Walking Dead premiere was too violent. violent which was crazy. Like, this show's not meant for little kids or anything. It's like Deadpool's too violent. Get yeah. out of here. I just get so sick of hearing that crap. But also, have you seen some of these memes? Oh, yeah. They're oh, fantastic. They're <laughs> oh, my God. There's so much. Like, I saw what it was like Twinkies and stuff. Like, like all your favorite things you click on it that's like, Glenn is dead. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> how dare you? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, back to it, like, parents are just so sensitive. Like, your, your kid's not meant to watch the show. Right, but what I'm saying is, Westworld would have to kind of be pushed either into the, any pretty far in the future, or... Um, because there's no public outcry about this kind of place. Right, because you got to think, we're going more and more progressive in our society, right? Yeah. So, things would have had to hit a pretty good shit fan for this to be allowed. I can't think of a time like it, when we're going forward that this will ever be allowed. It'd be tough. What I can think of, though, is think of like international waters, mm-hmm. right? Now, this is kind of a, a out there idea, but like, what if they're on a different planet? Okay, you know, new rules. You know, it's no. I mean, I I'm kind of liking a new planet idea now. You know, I know I. Maybe it was even last pod we talked about. We were strictly on Earth, but you know, you bringing this up, the laws, the morals, and stuff, it's leading a little bit more sense that we're no longer on Earth. 
Yeah. And and if it won't affect me either way if it's not, you know, it's somewhere else or if it is on earth, whatever the case may be. I must I'm going to assume it's on earth. Yeah. Okay? Until given evidence otherwise. But we don't know any outside world stuff yet. Mm-mm. You know, all we're based solely in this facility in this theme park. So Either way, whatever. Uh, So you're calling this the best one. Like, see, watching the episode, I thought this was probably my least favorite episode so far. Oh, that really surprises me, man. I truly enjoyed this. And I I don't know what it was. It it almost felt like it was, in a weird way, dragged out. And there were some parts. Um, The parts with William and Dolores can get a little stale yeah because even the music is stale you know i mean it it's almost com- it's, it's like they're almost somewhere different like in a different i'm still convinced that william's story is taking place before the man in black story and everything like for some reason i'm getting a weird vibe that this is happening in the past but how could they do that because we see men in black and dolores inter- interact often but, I mean, we never see him interact with William. And no. we've never seen Teddy with William. And, I mean, I think those are two big clues. True. And, it's I mean, possible. we just never know because Dolores, her, everything's so iffy with her because she's with Bernard. She's not. She's in the story. She's with Teddy and the Man in Black. She's with William. Yeah. And, we like, we, like you said, we don't know how long those cycles are. True. And Dolores, like we like we know now from the first episode, she is the original. Well, not you know, the original, but I mean, she's definitely the oldest one they still have running. Oh, well, they said she's the original. Oh, is she? That's the what the first episode's okay. called. Is the original, and so she's the first host. So her storyline can be vast. Yes, from literally the onset of this place to present time. So you're right. We and I mean, it getting- seems like William's hunting a different person. Like he's not caught up with Wyatt or Hector. Yeah, but the thing is, well, I don't know. You know, they are on different things, yeah. right? The only thing is Dolores is feeling some things like yeah, her glitch. Mm-hmm. Um with William. With William. Mm-hmm. And she was feeling it you know without him. Yes, that is so, true. So I'm curious what's going on. But you know what? Really I, I take that back. Dolores was feeling her glitched as well. Man, that's so hard because I want to. I want to think that you're kind of on the right track a little bit because I think they could be telling Dolores's story from the beginning mm-hmm. and her story in the present time, in a way. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. No, I do, but I mean, we just don't know because Dolores just—it's hard to explain, but. Her glitches are happening with William, which would indicate that they've either fixed these glitches or that this is the reason why she's able to have such advanced glitches now. Yeah. I'm just wondering if she's going to be telling the story of the original critical failure as well as the present time story. I think the man in black is going to tell the original critical failure because he knows a lot more than we ever than we knew. And, I mean, he's out there living in this thing. Yeah. Because okay. he knew about Arthur and all of that. Arnold. Arnold. My bad. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I really like this episode so much because it gave me 
all the little scenarios that I enjoy. Yes. First off, we got some excellent Man in Black. I a mean, lot of Man in Black, and I couldn't be happier. Just badassery. The cigars. Oh, oh my God. That was awesome. And like how, because I guess the gunpowder was deeper into the cigar. Yeah, it's something like that. Because I mean, it took the a little bit for the guy to smoke it all the way down, and it looked like the man in black, his was or, like already bit in half when he yeah. initially did it. I'm assuming, you know, just basically treat it like a fuse, kind of. Yeah. Because um, he's fantastic. even blowing on it yeah. while he's in the hole in the keyhole. Um, but how about that? Like, you know, asking for pyrotechnics on this level too. Yeah. Uh, how did he ask? Great. That was my initial thought. Like how? As soon as he struck the match, mm-hmm. it was immediate. Like you got to guess asking for pyrotechnics too. So maybe there's certain triggers that uh, if you need something, go ahead and just do this. Maybe so. I, but then honestly, do I people know. get denied? Like, is, is there a price point? Do you have to be the VIP to get these kind of things going? I think we. I think we do get denied because we see later on in the episode that where they have to like, all right, jam their guns. Calling yeah, the cavalry. Yeah. Let's wrap this up before families show up in town. Because remember, yeah, there was a guest that were like a, two families were coming in, and it was a blood fest in there. Well, I mean, they weren't necessarily. No one was getting denied. They just wanted to make it nice and clean for the kids. Right, but see. what I'm saying is, they make decisions to deny or approve. Okay, based on what's going on. Yeah, I so, see what you're saying. So yeah, I don't think Man in Black ever gets denied. No. You know, and another important thing that we found out about the man in black is he's a pretty prestigious person outside. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. One of these nuggets. Mm-hmm. So, two of the guests that are riding around with a posse, uh, with the girl with the uh, snake, snake tattoo. She, you know, these two Which, guests are like around the campfire, like just say something, just say something to him. The guy walks up to him and says, "I just got, you, I just let you know, your foundation saved my sister's life." And he, of course, is like, yeah. say another word, I'll slit your throat. I'm on vacation. <laughs> I was like, I was okay. Like, yes. Um, dude, um, these are nuggets. Yes. Okay. We already knew he had to be a really rich man. Very. So now we know he has a foundation. Now, judging by the Clinton Foundation, we know that could be zillions <laughs> of dollars. So uh, Untold. Untold riches. Yeah. It's played by Saudi Arabian princes. Uh, so, so that's cool. Yes. So... He is like a philanthropist outside, and, and here he's total black hat. Yeah, and I mean, he wants no one to know who he is in here. Yeah, and doesn't want to have those conversations even. Which is understandable, but man, does that make him look like the world's biggest dick? Maybe. Or maybe, like yeah. I said, we're going to find out that he's exploring, you know, all sides. Because remember, he's saying, I've I've seen this entire yeah. book. I've read the entire book, but the last page. But he had never seen this girl before, which is very interesting. Yeah, it is. But we find out she is a clue. Mm-hmm. You know, Arnold has left these certain things here. You know, the guy he scalped, and yes. then Lawrence, who he's still dragging around. Poor guy. Like I mean, this guy's just pooping his pants at every corner. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't blame him one bit because that firing squad scene. Was it even Lawrence, or was it Lawrence's daughter that was the clue? I think it's Lawrence, just it? because he's carrying him around. But Lawrence's daughter is still there when Dolores. Yeah, there's something going on yes. there, too. Anyway, so so now leading to Snake Chick, the other clue. Gorgeous, in, in a weird way. Like, she was gorgeous from afar, and then she just looked... She looked like a Viking, almost. Uh, like you say, 
at you know 30 yards in the in the lake bathing yeah. i was like damn then she got up close and i was like damn yeah you know it's i like, mean she looked vicious but i mean like, like she almost looked like she would have fit on vikings oh absolutely that's like, a lagartha right yeah there someone give know? her a shield absolutely you know what we could probably look into her and she probably is on a show like that you know? oh yeah she's probably like just one of the background <laughs> badasses you see yeah you know? shield so, made in 103 yeah exactly so <laughs> Um, but yes, I don't know, man. I just really enjoyed all the little different segments they hit on. Yes. All right. So. And the power plays. There were so many different kinds of power plays all throughout this episode. Yeah. Maeve. Yes. You know, she's. With Hector. Absolutely. Did not see that Tell me that was not badass. Great scene. I mean, just an excellent way to end it. And of course, with the bullet holes rolling through the door. Just so cool, man. Just, and then. The gray, none of this even matters. And then just right on top of a safe, I was like, you get it. Yeah. You get it as you go out. Did you know what was happening when he was digging inside of her? Yeah, that he was looking for the bullet. Okay. Did you not? Well, no, because she was like, I've never had to ask a man twice to to put put his his hands hands on on me. me. I thought they were doing something sexual. But then I was like, no, she's in pain. Yeah. So then I was like, oh, he's digging around in the wound. But, I mean, how sloppy of a work is it that we're leaving bullets in these things? Got to remember, though, when she was shot last and they were cutting on her, she ran away. Yeah. And they had to, like... But, I mean, they re-drugged her pretty heavily. Like, they didn't put her in sleep mode. Yeah, but I can assume that these two guys would have just put her ass on the table, sealed her wound up, and moved along. Okay. You know what I mean? Because I don't... I don't think they would... I think they were terrified when she ran off, so... I could see that happening, you know, and that's all it takes. That's just one little breadcrumb, mm-hmm. and now Maeve is on to it. Well, no, she was already on to it because apparently she's been drawing these things. Such a cool scene. Yeah. Like, so cool. And But the fact that she knows she has this little hidden compartment, and then she has like 15 different drawings, and I was really hoping uh, Zach was here because I wanted to get his input on these magnificent masterpieces. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I know how much he enjoys the drawing. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. This is just so cool. This just goes to show you that she's had these same epiphanies. Mm-hmm. Like, for who knows how long. Six or seven other times. At least she's done the drawing. Yes. You know? So it's like, man, do you know that would freak you out? Oh, like you just randomly see all these different drawings that you've done on different sheets of paper and different kinds of things, and they all yeah. look the exact hideous same. Exactly. And and first off, super pleased to get Hector back. Oh, such a great job. Such a great bad guy. Yeah. So when I remember looking at the IMDb on this, he was supposed to get he, nine episodes. Yes. And I was like, dude, we haven't seen him in the past two or three episodes. So I was like, as soon as we saw him, I was like, hell yes. I know it's going to be good. And oh boy, did he deliver. But even though it was pretty much the same scene, once he got back into town, that I don't was know. First man, song. We, we got him with the man in black. It yeah. was good. Then him and Maeve upstairs with the safe was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Like, as soon as she started uh, hopping on top of the safe and asking questions and everything. Yeah. I, I was I was all in with it. Oh, man, yeah. And she, she's just fantastic. Um, I don't know, man. That The show was so well written that even a character like Hector, from a glance, looks slightly cartoonish mm-hmm. with his, like, super leather hat and his, like, armor piece on his chest you know look like leather armor yeah just incredibly uh, great looking yeah i mean just this dude would fit perfectly in a video game 
almost Red Dead Redemption, yeah, I would say. Exactly. So, yeah, the fact that he's written so well that that all just kind of just looks badass and yeah. sounds badass when he talks, that's perfect to me. I mean, I really couldn't. Like, the only thing I could ask more from Hector is more screen time. Yeah, I agree. And hopefully that's coming because now he's aware too. Yes. You know, she has now put this seed into his head. Now that now that we have this seed, and he knew about this, he just didn't even know about it. What do we think about the natives who are worshiping their creators? You know, I mean, yeah. in, in a weird way, such a little meta thing they threw in there. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the fact that she knows the doll and everything, but just the fact that you know, I guess we could say you and me are like they're gods because they're able to create them, and so you, you're. you're creator and god and you're being worshipped by the things yeah. inside of your own theme park and holy crap and it's like did they write the narrative to worship that because how do mm. they not notice that that's happening yeah like i mean how is bernard not seeing this you know like how do have they not noticed that mave is doing these drawings because they have cameras everywhere yeah so how do they not know that she's recognizing this i don't know that's what I'm saying. Things, things are twisted and strange and certain. And you're, like we said, our time. Yes. Our time could be sketchy. And here's where my biggest time thing happened. Right. Okay. Dolores faints with William and Logan at the end of the last episode. Yeah. Right. We start this episode. Her once again in a conversation with Bernard. Fan, you okay. point this out before yeah. the episode started amazing acting in this, this is probably the best bit of acting i've seen on the show so far when bernard tells her to do s- slow down the emotional response and she just like goes from teary to straight face straight face just kind of yeah. sl- slightly upset i mean this know? is like one of those things like i don't know if you've anyone out there has ever done it but like you're just sitting there with your friend you're like laughing ha ha, ha and then you throw your hand down and you're complete oh, straight yeah. face yeah but she did it without that yeah and like you try like, to do that without like just like that reset mime. Like yeah, mime mode. You know what I mean? Oh my god, it was fantastic. And then at the end, when she's like got tears brimming in her eyes, mm-hmm. and she's really letting it, you know, really shine through. And you could tell Bernard's like, "Holy mm-hmm. shit!" You know, this is like some true human emotion we're seeing. Yeah, and then like the questions that she was asking him, and he was he's over here stumped. Like, and even before that, he was like, "That was a beautiful answer." Did we write that? No, I adapted it from this poem written. I was like, "Yeah, this is becoming too real. And then asking, is something wrong with me? Um, I think I'm losing my mind. Can you help me? Yeah. And just, oh, man. I just, I love this stuff. But here's my weird time thing. Okay. She passes out with William and Logan. She wakes up, seemingly from this conversation. She's laying on the ground Next by to the William. campfire. Yeah. How did she get there without William noticing? This is why I think there's they're on two separate time loops. Mm-hmm. Because... <sighs> because there's no way they could have grabbed her in the middle of the night without William knowing and then placed her back. We know they f- can freeze mm-hmm. and like stop everyone as far as host. In the well, camp. we know that... Uh, I forget Anthony Hopkins' character's name. Ford. We know Ford can. No, no, no. If you remember in the original, one of the original oh, yeah, episodes, yeah, 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 yeah. the girl walking around, she dresses that. up. Remember? Mm-hmm. 
But everybody, all the other hosts are like frozen. Yeah. And she's picking up bodies and stuff like that. But she still stays dressed up because if a guest sees her, they don't yeah. want to lose the feel you know, of it. The feel of Authenticity. it. Authenticity. So, I don't know, man. It's so crazy because yeah. I just don't see how it's possible that they would have came and picked her up, had a conversation with her, and then brought her back. So that's making me think that they were on two different time, yeah, you know, timelines. I definitely see like these are almost like pre-recorded or something. Like, I Maybe. Mean, I, I, I don't know how to, but I mean, I get what you're saying, and I'm just using pre-recorded as in they've recorded this, and now they're just kind of throwing it in whenever they want to see it. Right. I think it's just kind of like a a pre and a post. You know what right I mean? Down. Like they're showing. What happened with the Dolores mm. after the event, and what was the Dolores before the event? We I don't know what that. the event is yet. Okay, right? it could be the new narrative that Anthony Hopkins is yeah, creating. Yeah, that Ford is creating. Right. Which do we have any inkling of an idea of what his narrative is going to be? Man, no idea. No idea. I mean, he has these insane Earth-moving machines, and he's tearing out. down the park. Like, I mean, well, well rearranging because he's not very sentimental. Yeah, it looks like he's going to tear down this big mansion Yeah, with this thing. And, um, but, I mean, this is probably the best power play we see in the show so far. When he's sitting there talking to her, oh, so yeah. she's like, yeah, you know, I came to this when I was a little girl. girl. You know, I think we sat at this table. Or maybe it was back there. And he's just like, no, it was this table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was like, it was this table. And, and you just, knew this. Yeah. He's like. <laughs> You know, we know everything about our host and our guest. You and know, our employees. Make sure you keep a good eye on Bernard. I was like, uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. yeah, I think Ford's basically on top of everything. Yeah, and then yeah. she tried to throw her weight around, you know. Oh, they're going to side with me. And then he was like, eh, they've already come in. Yeah. Oh, they didn't tell you? I was like, uh-oh, Teresa, are we... Are you going to die soon? Like, do we think anyone's in trouble? That's a real person? I don't know, because he talks about how there's been many of her before her. Yeah. Many people have come before her and stuff like that. So, I don't know. I'm curious what happens to yeah. sullied people. I, I don't eyes. feel like you just get fired for some odd reason. Uh, maybe not. I mean, once you have a lot of this information, it's pretty tough, mm -hmm. you know. But, I don't know. Maybe not just whacked but i mean it was pretty sketchy yeah you know? and of course he just god he gobbles up a scene dude <laughs> it's just awesome i was sitting there looking at him watching i was like geez i love his two look like scar wrinkles yeah that run down to that left side of his forehead and stuff i'm like he is still terrifying he you know? really is and i mean he just cuts through you man and it looks like and teresa's I love it. She's holding the cigarette and her hands trembling real bad. And just everything. And <sighs> like even before this scene, you know, when we have Bernard and her just sitting together and like he's telling her the postures that she needs to go through. Yeah. And the one thing, it's an odd thing to recognize is Bernard is ripped. Like the, the guy is in shape. Oh, it's, I didn't even pay attention. His calves were like granite. I was like, <laughs> calm down, man. Like you're just creating robots. All these beautiful women in the show and Cash is checking out bernard hey you know <laughs> you, hey, going, hey, yeah uh, give credit where credit's due i understand i understand 
But I mean, I had like, do these uh, hosts and stuff have to eat? Like, I mean, I'm I'm getting like this weird because there's all this food and stuff. So is it imported just for us, the guest? I I don't know if they have to eat or if they just. But they definitely have the same biology because I mean, if they're developing staph infections and things of that nature, I mean, I I think they basically can do full digestive processes i mean yeah. she's mave drinks constantly the same Hector drink. drinks yeah. constantly um so yeah i think they're capable of like i'm just trying to figure out how they're robotic i guess is what i'm trying to figure out right now see logan calls them robots yeah but we have seen their creation process they're not robots no they're synthetics think more bishop from aliens okay you know where they're the milkman, you know yeah. what I mean? Where like it looks like they're all milk, but they're even more than Bishop. They have flesh and blood. I mean, you know? but we see when they're printed and dipped and carried out. I mean, they they're printing out the full anatomy of a human being. Yeah, I mean, this is something that's truly fascinating. Yeah, and I think it's it's all to the point of the park. It's like you want to be able. I mean, if you're a real sick bastard, you want to cut the heart out of yeah some prostitute. That you would be able to do that. But and something just kind of dawned on me as we were talking about this. You said that Maeve was feeling pain. They're not supposed to feel unless they're told to. Uh, they're programmed to feel pain, though. The ones that are yeah. in there are. They okay. feel pain. You know what I mean? That one that was out and you yeah. know, they were still coding been and working on anything. him. He was not programmed to feel pain yet. Okay. So... Yeah, I, I mean, they can control every aspect. Oh, yeah, I mean, I knew they know? could do that and stuff, but I thought that it was only if it's part of the storyline. Oh, no. And you got to think, remember, they also improv yeah, I mean, I, and Yeah, adapt. I know it gets improv yeah. and everything, but... Yeah. No, I think they, just like they can alter the emotional response, Yeah, they can hit the pain sensors, everything. Yeah, because yeah. I, mean, I remember when they said that uh, Maeve needed to be more aggressive, and they made her like one and a half times yeah. more aggressive. It was yeah. just like, okay. Yeah, they can mess with every little fine detail of their even their personality to emotions, everything, you know. So Good don't deal. put a past any of it. Oh no. They they've and like that's the amount of detail they've put into these stories with the emotions and everything. Oh, absolutely. Like, like you're watching they're like, How did you even think to implement that into this person? Yeah, I don't know. And we still don't know was or is this on purpose? Which part? The glitches. Man. Remember, we thought... We thought they were on purpose, that someone was sabotaging the theme park. I thought, remember originally, that it was... Bernard. The Shakespearean quote was, like, contagious. Yeah. Because, remember, uh, Abernathy told his daughter, Dolores, Dolores toward Maeve. Yeah. There's the, that was the trail of people. We thought maybe even the flies could mm-hmm. carry it. Um, but, I mean, we haven't seen flies. We haven't heard the poem. Yeah, they've not really dwelled on any of that stuff, so it's mm. like, don't really know. And but we also don't know how long it's been since they replaced Abernathy to her new dad. Mm-hmm. Like, how long has it been new dad? Or the fact that she hasn't even noticed. You know, I mean, that's a big thing. Well, she wouldn't notice, but until she started glitching, yeah. she realized that it was switching back and forth. So, yeah, man, there's just so much to unravel. And when she said, uh, I hate to go back to it, but when she said, why would I want to forget? That's the only memory I have of my parents. Yeah. It's oh. the pain 
of losing them is all I have left. Oh, I'm like, man. Ugh. Like, just goosebumps all over again. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. That's why Bernard was so, like, yeah. you know, floored by that. It was fantastic. Um, but so we get some more about the maze. Yes. You know, Bernard mentions the maze to Dolores. It, yep. Um, and uh, it's a new game. Just so does try Bernard, to reach the center. Does Bernard know what Ford's up to? Or does Bernard know what Arnold implemented with this maze? I don't know yet. Because we know Bernard is tracking the Arnold path. Yes. Where he's becoming a little too attached, you know, to the host. Well, along with uh, Bernard's assistant, the uh, girl. Right, but, but he has to, like, you know, try to shoo her away almost. By giving her the same advice that Ford gave him. Yeah. You know, they're just, they're not real, don't get attached, yada yada. I mean, but I mean, with her, because, did you see that it wasn't Orion's belt? Or was Bernard lying to us that it wasn't Orion's belt? Don't ask me for the astrological symbols and stuff like that. NASA, get on to this. I'm a Sagittarius, I don't know. Are you still a Sagittarius? Or was the new... uh thing that was found and so everyone got moved around a little bit oh did they yeah we oh, found, i don't even know we found a new constellation starts with like an o very difficult to pronounce wow nice. i switched from cancer to gemini represent everyone out there all you gemini's <laughs> i'm i'm here i'm here <laughs> I'm, I'm all aboard the gemini train um but yeah uh so we get the maze stuff we find out the next clue from snake chick mm-hmm um which what? kind of a fascinating, deep, dark story that she had to tell. Yeah, absolutely. And this is where it was also weird because didn't Ford just implement Wyatt with Teddy? Like that was the first time Wyatt gets brought up, right? I think so. Like it didn't feel like Wyatt was part of the story already. And yeah, it would explain they, why the man in black doesn't know who this girl is. Right. Because... Ford decided to give Teddy a a dark background. Yeah. He decided to actually write his story instead of being lazy. Okay, so we do know now that Ford does have something to do with the narrative. Yes. That's leading, basically, maybe is the maze mm -hmm. or whatever. So, God, man, there's just so many onion layers to peel back. But here. also, unfortunately, Teddy has not died every episode. You know, the streak he was is broken. Alive. He is still alive. Well, he's something. Yeah, he's broken. Yeah. We, he doesn't look good. And the man in black, we don't know if he killed him or just cut him down and left him. I think he just cut him down uh, and Savage. kept him. Yeah. Well, I mean, we don't see him later in the episode. No, I know, but I feel like... You feel like he's carrying a broken Teddy with him? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Teddy, are you okay? I just love how they how he talks to Teddy too. He's like, "Shoulda known," <laughs> you know. Your whole life is misery. Yeah, because he said, "Put me out of my misery," and he's like, <laughs> "There uh, is no no end to your misery, Teddy. <laughs> You're uh, repeating, repeating Groundhog Day of misery." Yes. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know, man. I'm I'm super into the game now, like the game called Amaze. You got to think that all these people are are gonna end up intersecting at each other at some mm -hmm. point you know the william dolores and logan are gonna intersect i think with the man in black lawrence and see and i don't Wyatt. because i feel like they're on a different timeline true i know i know what you're saying yeah i just 
Like, I mean, there's I something know. like it's so hard to decipher right now. And because, you know, we go back to the William and Logan part when he kills the sheriff or whoever the bounty hunter that they're with, he doesn't name it, like the guy that they rescued, rescued, I guess. He they he doesn't name someone a name that we heard of. Like he doesn't name Hector or Wyatt. You know, is what Alejandro, I think he said. Yeah, something like that. And he was and he was like an Easter egg. Yeah. And like he was the big boss man. Possibly. And I mean, so like it leads me to think that they're yet again in a different time. Very I mean very possible. We you know, like we say, just like we found out that Abernathy used to be a serial killer. Who spouted Shakespeare? Yes. We. What if we run into a, a character that we know at this point as somebody else is now Alejandro back then? Yeah. So you know it I mean? could very easily be Hector, who's this other character. Fan, absolutely. Or it, it could, could be, be uh, who the man in black is carrying, Lawrence. I mean, it could be anybody that we've come across. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, but I mean, that would prove that they're in a different time. It could. It could definitely. I mean, it would. I yeah. would say. Like I said, the only thing is, is the Arnold malfunctioning, you know, the glitches that are mm-hmm. happening. It's like, you have to really watch to see if there were any malfunctions happening in the other storyline. This is true. So, it's, you've really got to pay attention, I guess, really close to try to catch any little hints of where it could be divulging from two different storylines. Yeah. But, uh, but I'm kind of with you. You know, we talked about it being possibly like some kind of Tarantino-esque you know, everything's going to circle back and you'll find out and be like, oh, yeah, I definitely think this is going to be a big circle back thing in possibly the last two episodes. Right. So I'm pretty certain that that's Arnold's voice talking to these people. Yeah. I don't see who else, who else's voice it could be. Yeah. Um, so my, like I said, my last, last podcast, I, my big prediction was that the man in black is Arnold's maybe he's not Arnold himself, yeah, but, but he's uploaded his memory or yeah, something. Something to do with Arnold, right? And then we find out this time that he's actually what did he say, like continuing his legacy? Yeah, he has one last story to tell. Right. So And so now it comes back to who is the man in black? Because he knows he knew Arnold. So that means he knows Ford. Yeah, and why is Ford? Is he working with Ford, or is he doing all this against Ford? And Ford's just kind of letting him run terror right now. I don't know. It's almost like the Man in Black is like the game tester, the beta guy, the beta tester. Yeah, like he's been there from day one, and they're like, "You're the original guest," just yeah. like Dolores is the original host. host. He's the original guest, and it's like. You go around and try to find glitches. Like, try to find the error in the code. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, beta testers for games. That's what they do. Yeah. You know, they'd say, hey, play this thing. Tell me when something pops up so we can fix it. Try to break it. Release. Yeah. Try to mess it up. It's almost like that. You know, it's almost like he's some test subject that's been there since the original time. I mean, I, I do like him being a tester and stuff, but... I. I wouldn't think that they would make him pay so much because I mean, he's still paying out of pocket and everything. Yeah, I know, man. I don't, like I said, they got some splaining to do a lot. Um, and I mean, I don't know. I feel like he is kind of a tester who is actually trying to bring it down, even though he wants to stay in it forever. 
I know yeah. that makes no sense, but but he said he wants to see how this is ends. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like he wants to die there. You know what I'm saying? Even though it's supposed to be impossible. Yeah, and he tells Lawrence that he plans to set him free. You know, and it's just like. And I mean, this is where I'm coming back to. You know, he's trying to bring these hosts and stuff into the real world. Yeah. Uh, Man, it's a lot. Yeah. It's so much to unpack. And I'm like, I got to be honest, this is one of the most intriguing shows I've ever watched. It really is. And I got to say, you know, after talking about it, this is one of the few shows that you talk yourself into it the more you talk about it. Oh, yeah. Because, like, after rehashing everything, like, this episode really. It might have been the best episode with everything that was I'm unfolded you, in it. It's so good. It's so good. You I, you deserve to rewatch this one. Yes. Because there's just so much in it. And did you, did you watch Breaking Bad? Yeah. Okay. So you remember in Breaking Bad when the first episode of a new season, they always played a something that dealt with the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Remember? You know, whether it was like the teddy bear floating in the swimming pool, plane flowers, going down and yeah. all that stuff, right? So it's like, okay. That, that kind of reminds me, like, everybody would think into that. Mm-hmm. You would start just like, oh, here's my theory. Here's my theory. Here's what's happening. Here's what's going on. True Detective Season 1, same oh. thing. Everybody was just like, oh, my God, it's this, it's this, it's that. You know, everybody season had one, their theories. Season 1, just such a miracle of TV. Oh, my God, it's so good. This is This show's doing that to me all over again. Yeah. Like this is I haven't had one of these in a while. I'm back into a new show that has this much intrigue, this good of a mystery. That I mean, I'm, that it's I'm, the old water cooler show. You know, you want to run over to the water cooler, stop whoever's there. Did you see it? You know, yeah. you got ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, you got ten minutes. We're talking about yeah. this. I mean, everybody's approaching me all you know past two days. Oh man, how about Walking Dead? How about Walking Dead? I'm just want to be like, are you watching Westworld? Yeah, like, um, hold on a second. Yeah, we'll <laughs> I mean, get to we'll get to Walking Dead. Don't worry. Yeah, I just man for a real like brain exercise yeah. as long as well as extremely high quality entertainment. This you can't beat this, man. You really can't. I mean, this is right up there with Mr. Robot. I mean, I don't know if you ever got into it or not. I've not started it yet, but man, that show is also. Like, I mean. For such great television, like it, it almost feels like homework with as much as it's making you think and guess yeah. and just kind of fear for what's going on in the world. I, I believe that. And I mean, this show is just doing such a good job of, you're not doing the show justice if you're not sitting around talking with somebody about it. Oh yeah, you gotta try to, you gotta have somebody to bounce your theories yeah. off of, otherwise it's not as fun. It really isn't. Or I mean, just hear other people's theories and stuff and... You know, that's why we're trying to get so much input from everybody because we want to know what everyone's thinking. So we can be like, oh, man, I would have never thought of that. Yeah, absolutely. But anyway, but, I don't. I only, mean, thing, only thing left I, w- I would say we could talk about is. Um, I mean, I can talk about the violence all day. The but, stray. We oh. His head smashed in, sitting in the chair. Yeah, like, I mean, not only was it like it looked like Negan came around and had his way with him for a little bit, took yeah. off half his head. Pretty brutal. And then when she clicked him on and he started like mumbling, I was oh, like, Ugh. too much. Too brutal. Right. Uh, but yeah. Okay. So we, we do find out that, you know, she's been like all night hacking into this guy, trying yeah. to figure out what was going on. Um, and so, but also, like, where's their chip at? 
for them because they couldn't get their memory and stuff. And so why couldn't they get his memories and stuff? I mean, obviously his brain smashed in. Got that. Yeah. But I mean, you would think that there was a way to get this automatically recorded history down. It's like we talked about where is it? Mm-hmm. Like what? what is it? I mean, wait, did they wait. actually recreate a brain that can... But, I mean, if they do, why isn't it all automatically backlogged? Like your phone or something? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Because, you know, all they have to do is just ask it a question. Mm -hmm. And it'll tell whatever happens, you know. So, I mean, you think it'd be stored somewhere besides on the person? Eh, Maybe so. And, like I said, she was trying to get into the stuff. Mm -hmm. And then Teresa said, F that. Yeah. This is now a TA problem. Our our department's taking it over. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I... I think we're going to get a lot more into the stray guy and what happened with his head. Yeah. Oh, and also, rest in peace to poor black sheriff. Like, can this guy, like, he's Teddy in a sense. Like, I mean, I just know he's going to die whenever he comes on screen and I feel bad for him. Yeah. What are you here for? (laughs) Mayhem. Dude, just rough. Yeah. Hector, once again. Mayhem. It blows him away. Blows him away again. But how about snake chick face? Uh, Rolling out the weapons? Well, No. She's shot a little bit on the ground. Oh. The guy walks up and says, "Do you want to lie? You want to die on your back or on your feet?" Yeah, I was waiting says, for some great elegant speech or something. <laughs> she just says, "F you." Shoots one of them, <laughs> and then she gets roasted. Yeah, I mean, just everyone click boom, click boom. I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, um, there was some like maybe unintended comedy. Oh yeah. Here, like the know. amount of bullets thrown into it. It was, <sighs> it was like almost like a parody Western. How much they were pumping into her. We didn't talk about this. Lawrence getting drugged to the firing squad yeah. post. And he's like, I'm going to kill you. Well, even like the man in black being able to dictate that. He was like, yeah, he said he would prefer the firing squad over anything else. If he had it his way, I was like, <laughs> all right, yeah, let's just take this guy's yeah. word for it. And not yeah. ask who he is. So, but I just love it when he, you know, when he pulls his blindfold off and everybody's shot to shit. Oh man! And uh, Hector's over there finishing off the last guy, and he's just like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> "Oh god, I'm still stuck with you." Yeah, they couldn't have killed me. Yeah, just yeah, they just do such a damn good job on this show, man. It's just so pretty to look at and awesome storyline. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm really struggling to ask for anything. Like, this is a show. Where like I saw it today, it was like you're you're nicking. Like you you're you're Oh man, you have to nick pit so much. <laughs> yeah, like you're to nitpicking the smallest thing yeah. out of anything. Yeah. I mean, like we said, they were freezing flies for this show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I mean they're doing everything they possibly can. Yeah. I love it. I love it. But uh that's about the episode, man. I don't think we have any much else to cover. Yeah, you know, go ahead, hit us up at Bleed TV Podcast on Facebook or Twitter, or you can email us at Bleed TV Podcast at Gmail. Let us know what you liked, didn't like, if you disagreed or agreed with us, you know, and if you could leave us a positive review or comment on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, really helps us out and lets us know what we need to work on and build to continue giving you all a better product. Absolutely. But, I mean, until next time, I'm Cash. I'm Jake.